What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Today is Friday, October 16th, and this episode is sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer for our podcast listeners later in the show. Uh, joining me now, as they do every Friday to give our best bets, it's the, tan, the White and Tan Show. R.J. White, Kenny White, Pete Prisco. What's happening, fellas? Hey, doing? What's Pete? up? Glad to be here. Yeah, let's get to the picks because Pete has other obligations to get to. He's having himself fitted. I'm getting so fitted? I'm just kidding. You're, you're going on an HQ show in a few minutes. Anyway. I should get fitted. Uh, you know, in fact, we're in such a hurry. Why don't we just skip the week five records and get right to the week six? Let's back. not, let's not forget. <laughs> no, 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 Willie boy. No, sir. <laughs> Oh, three and six for yours truly. I saw three and seven. I took the Colts off when Darius Leonard and Anthony Costanza were removed. So, Ooh, we need a ruling on that. I personally <laughs> bet the Browns. Judges? Oh, wait, RJ, judge. RJ, Kenny, can we get a verdict? Yeah, I think he said during the show he was taking them off. I know. <laughs> okay, uh, so I mean, three and six either way. My picks were awful. Uh, Kenny two and three. RJ righted the ship four and two and Pete remained scorching hot at four and two. 29, 29 and one for Pete on the season. Not 29 20. and one, but 29 and one time. I'm starting a tab service. You're going to buy in? No. Yeah. Cause I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the rotten week. It's coming. It is coming. Uh, 16 and 13 for me on the seasons. Uh, you know, not bad. Could be better. Kenny, 11, 9, and 1. And uh, RJ, 17 and 17. Look, I'm not going to say RJ's about to go nuclear, but this is when RJ RJ tweaked the uh, – I agree. I agree. You, he, he, pick, he will pick it up. You did. RJ, you did what you said you were going to do. You got underneath the hood. You tweaked stuff a little bit, and you're, you're kind of feeling a little bit more, right? Good. The one the one best bet I feel bad, I feel awful about is the Jaguars over because I decided I'm finally going to play these overs after playing some unders, expecting things to turn. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go with the Jags over. And then all of a sudden they can't score points against a terrible defense. So what are you going to do? I mean, they missed yeah. how many oh, missed was, three field goals and they fumbled well, on I mean, one it, of the reds. One didn't and, reach and the other one was point blank and it, it left. He hey, did, um, did uh, Kenny, you must have got too close to Brinson or something because he dragged you into his abyss. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenny and I are not going to be too close on this first game. Let's dive into it. I can't believe Pete doesn't have his best bet on it, uh, but I do, and Kenny does. Packers at the Buccaneers. Packers are a pick, according to William Hill. I've seen it. Uh, we saw the Bucks as, as high as plus two in certain spots. Uh, the over under 55. And Kenny, you are rolling with the road chalk. Yeah, I am. Uh, well, I'm seeing the game pick right now, so not road really. Team. Yeah, with the road team in this game, uh, I, I'm I'm impressed. I, I like what I've seen. I, I like the off week, the extra time. Uh, the the offense is clicking on all cylinders, and it just looks like the defense continues to get better each week. Uh, there, they, you know, I guess one thing that could scare you off is they are four and O ATS. So they are they start to get overinflated a little bit. Uh, sooner or later, you're not going to cover the spread. You just can't keep covering that many in a row. But again, I still think Tampa's just a little overrated, still a little too many injuries for me. So yeah, I made Green Bay a three point favorite. Uh, I thought it was a nice take. Anybody who took, uh, any type of points with Green Bay, but I still like him. I even like him at minus one since I made him three and that high of a percentage of a game landing three. I, I'd lay one in that situation or the money line. 
Yeah, it started out at minus two earlier in the week. It dropped a pick by Wednesday, and it was up to minus one on Thursday, you know, when we're recording this. So I think anybody, if we were going to go better right now, we'd probably get minus one. I do agree. I would still lean Packers there. I think the Tampa O has been inconsistent. Um, Kenny, do you think there's any chance this gets to Bucks favored since they had that early action down to the Packers, or every time it hits Packers, is it getting bet back up? I, you're right. You know, before when I put the put my numbers on my sheet a couple hours ago, it was pretty much pick everywhere in the marketplace. But you're right. I'm seeing a lot of ones right now. But I do see some of the major takers who take the biggest bets are still at pick them. That's interesting. So I wonder if they're going to get a little more and and we're going to see a Packers plus one at some point um, before Sunday. You know, I wouldn't think that happened because I do think Green Bay is a better better team here. They have the best offense in the league so far in DVOA, points per drive, all the stuff that that I cite. Now they're getting Devontae Adams back. So, um, you know, Tampa has one of the best Ds in the league. I think Green Bay's offense has to come down to earth a little bit. They're not going to be as great as they are, even though they're going to continue to be good. Um, but, yeah, since that offense has been winning out of her defense for, for the whole season, I'm, my lean's to Green Bay because I think they're more consistent than Tampa right now. My lean is also to Green Bay. I didn't put him in his best oh, bet. I do like him. Uh, I do like, well, come on, man. They're, they're, how can you can't stop that offense? It's explosive. They're the best That's offense cool. in the league right now. And they've That's been cool. doing it without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard wasn't even there. So uh, I'm with you guys. I'll, I'll take the Packers as well in this one. I'll take the Buccaneers. I do want to point out, and we noted this on our uh, Pick 6 Podcast HQ show with myself, Brady, and uh, and Pete. Every Wednesday, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., we make picks against the spread for every single game in video form. I'm not saying, you know, it's more handsome than this show, but RJ and Kenny could compete with Brady in handsomeness. Otherwise, you know. Ty goes to the runner. That's right. Um, <laughs> I got the Bucks Now, I am worried about uh, Vita Vea. I can keep pronouncing, mispronouncing his name. You, you've, Yes. How do you say his last RJ, name? Because you, you scolded me on my pronunciation last week. <laughs> How do you pronounce his last name? There's no, a, is right. It's Vita Vea, right? Yeah. 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 Vita, you, Vita, you, there's a wine bar in Raleigh that, that – You uh, haven't called him Vita – you called him something else yesterday. I know. I, I said it like I called him the wine bar name. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Brinson and a wine bar linked up. Shocking. Vita, yeah. I, I don't really go to that wine bar a lot, but I, I know the girl who owns it, so that's why. She used to date one of my buddies. Anyway um, – I'm I'm curious to see how the Buccaneers do against the run in this game because we know that Green Bay wants to run. Aaron Jones is a very good runner, and if Vita's loss uh, causes them to struggle against the run, that's a bad sign for them uh, moving forward. But I'm going to take Tom Brady at home as sort of an underdog in the underdogish role with people, everybody on Green Bay. Uh, the Bucks coming off a bad loss. They they have ten days to rest too, so the Packers buy doesn't mean quite as much. And I know that home the home team doesn't matter that too much. I do like the fact that Jamal Williams is out here calling Tom Brady out and propping up his quarterback. What are you doing, Jamal Williams? Don't make the don't don't poke the bear, pal. It's a mistake. By the way, there um, might be more Packer fans in the stands than than Bucks fans. Or you just you just announced you're not allowing fans anymore. Keep the Packer fans out. <laughs> huh? We're worried. Uh, COVID outbreak, no fans. Sorry. Yeah, because that's one of the games. You know how the Packers are a regional team when there's a game in a certain part of the country, they all go. Yeah, of course. So, That's what I'm saying. You act like you can't have fans anymore yeah. in, Tampa, in Raymond James and just keep the pattern. A Packer yeah. fan I know told me those tickets were going for 600 in the upper deck. Can I mean, it's Rodgers and Brady. That's a pretty big match. Yeah. Uh, Broncos at Patriots. Patriots minus 10. The over-under here is 45. We're really starting to see a separation, Pete. Uh, in these over-unders, but you like something against the, against the, you like an ATS pick now. Yeah, I'm taking the Patriots. I, I think the Broncos, uh, had all kinds of problems against the Jets and the Jets are awful. I think getting Cam Newton back is big in this game. Um, I mean, 
well, I don't know if he'll be able to handle coming off the COVID list, but he should be fine. Um, <laughs> look at Brinson, Winston. Uh, he should be fine. He's going to play well. And I don't believe in the Broncos. I just don't. And I think they struggled against the Jets. The Jets moved it on them. Uh, I think the, the Patriots will move it on them as well. And I think whoever plays quarterback, it looks like it's going to be Locke, right? He looks like he's going to be the guy. Um, doesn't matter in this game. And you guys know what I feel about Locke. I think they'll, They'll put so many coverages on them and trap them into a bunch of stuff. I'll take the Patriots minus the points. Big number. Little surprise because it seems on this podcast we've been saying a Patriots might not be that good. And you just don't make teams 10 point favorites, you know, if they're not that good. So, uh, their offense is all run game, but Denver's D is seventh in DVOA against the run. So I think it's something they can, they can have success trying to stop and making Cam throw. And we know that those, uh, those uh, receiving options aren't what they've been in the past. Uh, I think the line's this high because Cam is back, but so is Drew Locke and the line really isn't taking that into account. Um, so I think the line's going to drop before Sunday when people start to realize that, hey, Denver's got their quarterback too. I think the best unit in this game overall, if you break down offense, defense on each side is Denver's defense. And it's not like the New England defense has played that well. I mean, they're 21st in DVOA. They seem to get carved up. And I know they played a lot of good teams, so that's part of it. Um, yeah, 10 points is too many for me. Belichick has no reason to pile on points here. So I'm going to go best bet with the Broncos. Expect a little lower scoring game. Complete agreement uh, with the RJ. This is a game I think that I um, everything you said, I'm like right on board with that. New England is a running football team. That's the way they're going to move the football this year. Denver's strength is stopping the run. I do have the Denver defense rated two points higher than the Patriot defense. Uh, the, uh, the, the Patriots aren't that good. I don't, I don't think they are. They're, they're, they're an average NFL football team. I know, and Denver's about a, a slightly below average. So 10 points was way too many. Um, I've got the total way lower as well. Um, 38 and a half. One of my models says this total could come between 34 and 37, uh, the final score of this football game. So if it's going to be in the thirties, taking 10 points, every point's got that much more value. So yeah, I'm on the same side. Broncos plus the points and the total under. Uh, look, I just think when you go back and look through history and you see quarterbacks under the age of 25 who are playing against New England and Bill Belichick, that defensively what you see is a whole lot of people uh, losing football games. Now, because I am still adjusting to the new PFR database thing, which is now stathead.com, which thankfully the editorial team uh, got us a little login. That's very exciting. Uh, but I'm struggling to just, just lock in the away games uh, for New England. But I can, I think I can count on one hand the number of times that a uh, quarterback has gone into Foxborough and beaten Bill Belichick when he's under the age of 25, uh, Dante Culpepper, Colin Kaepernick, Patrick Mahomes, and Sean King, which obviously was still coming. Uh, most of them later in the season. I don't think Drew Locke or Brett Rippon will go in there and do that. I, I believe, if I'm reading this correctly, that 21 quarterbacks since 2000 have beaten the Patriots. 21 quarterbacks under the age of 25 have beaten the Patriots. That is a stunning number. I mean, it's really low. And so you can, you would, and a couple of those like Geno Smith and Mark Sanchez at one of the running games. I don't think Denver will be able to do it. I will take the Patriots uh, to cover the minus 10. As you're talking about straight up there. You're talking about against the spread. Straight up. So we're talking about 10 points here. I mean, we're not I don't about, know how to filter the spread. Go in and win this game. That. They changed the whole site and it's freaking me out and driving me nuts. Do you know that there's a difference between straight up picks and against a spread, Will? You do know that, right? <laughs> and Will, can you, can you change the Patriots power rating to like the best team in football in all those years to an, to an average team? Uh, well, no, I, I cannot. Look, 
I paid the bets. <laughs> I, I, I took the bets too. I'm right. not just mocking you. I like this little, uh, little lock off as they call it in the cover three podcast. Two on two. Falcons at the Vikings. Vikings minus four, the over under 54 and a half, Pete. Look, I know the Falcons have all kinds of defensive issues. I'm watching their tape right now. Um, but the Vikings aren't very good either. Uh, they can run the ball. I think Madison will run the ball a little bit here. Um, but I think the Falcons with the new coach coming in will give them a little life. They're not as bad as they played on offense. Uh, I think they'll be able to move the ball on the Vikings. The Vikings aren't that good on defense. So I like the over. I think the Vikings win the game, but you're going to give me three and a half, four points. What is it up to now? I think it's moved a little bit, hasn't it? Four, yeah. Yeah, yeah I take the four. I'm, I'm taking the Falcons and the over as two of my best bets. Yeah, I wanted to like the Falcons. I typically like going with new coaches. I think it's a, you know, a wake up call for the players. Um, and I wanted to fade the Vikings. I've been saying how bad I think the Vikings are, but I'm not sure they're that bad. You know, they're two, they've had two losses in the last three weeks. They were each by one point. They were the teams that are now five and oh and four now. So if we have to give them some credit for playing well in, in, over the last three weeks, that offense has rolled up 400 plus yards in three straight. I think the run game is still good with Madison, like you hit on that Atlanta D is allowed 400 plus yards in four straight. I don't think the coaching change is going to help. They're printing the defensive coach in charge, you know, now. So I don't know that he's going to make a huge difference there. I think Minnesota's D had a good game against Seattle. They're getting healthy. They're getting on the same page with the new names. You know, the secondary is getting a lot more healthy. And I don't know where Matt Ryan's mind is after the team didn't commit to him long term. You know, Arthur Blank said that's up to the GM. That's up to the coach. You know, it's not my call. Um, so I don't know how, how focused he is in this game. So I would, all that said, I do kind of like the Falcons, but I would lead Minnesota at minus four, um, but no best bet for me. Yeah, I, I made the game four and a half right on, right on, well, the number's four right now. So, you know, a half a lean to Minnesota. And I did give a point credit to Atlanta having a new coach, thinking that maybe uh, they play a little bit better football game because you're right, RJ. It is a little bit of a wake up call here. Um, and Pete, I like the over with you. I, I think that this is a game where they score a lot of points without Hunter on the Vikings defense. They get no pass rush. They can't put pressure on the quarterback, which is, a, which exposes some of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL for a defense that's really good. Those corners are below average, and that's what hurts this football team, and that's why they're giving up so many points week in and week out. And I think Atlanta can put points up on the board, but Atlanta's defense, they're weak as well. This will be one defense that Kirk Cousins will have his way. I'm not worried about, you know, Cook dropping to Madison's a, 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 about a point, 1.25 points for me. So I took that off the offense. Still, um, I think they could get 58 to 60 points in this football game. Yeah, I like the over here too. RJ, did you say you like the over? I didn't say anything. Uh, I think that holding calls were up last week. You know, we've been monitoring that and I think they were about where they should be. 2.33 per game. The average the last five years has been 2.78 per game. Okay. So it's up a little. The first four weeks, it was 1.8. So we're getting there, but we're not quite there. So we're getting there. It seems like that uh, week that all the unders hit is going to come soon, you know, um, because it seems like they're working toward that. But I w- kind of would lean over. I like the, 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 um, arguments you've made. Zimmer seems like he's getting these guys on the same page though. So I can see them having a good defensive game. That doesn't mean they can't go out and score 40 themselves and, and basically get this over themselves. So I wouldn't mind taking the over if you want to put it in. Yeah. You can, all right, let's put the over in the, in the parlay. Cause I, lo- okay. I like, the over, I like the over in the spot. I think, um, Minnesota, look, Minnesota is not, my one concern is that. The Falcons have been very Todd Gurley oriented. I think with the Matt Ryan comments from Arthur Blank, and I think with the coaching change, even though it's Raheem Morris, who's a little more defensive minded, I think you're going to see Dirk Cutter sort of like you're in charge of the offense. And I think you're going to let Cutter 
kind of unleash the passing game a bit. That's how you attack Minnesota is through the air. And Matt Ryan has Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Olamidas Zacharias. Why would you not attack with those three, the trio of superstars? Don't forget, Raheem was on the offensive side of the ball until last season. So late last season. So he's, he's an offensive coach too. I mean, don't, I mean, don't you think Cutter and them are going to want to kind of cut loose? I think, I think they're going to throw it around. Okay. Uh, if they, yeah. You can throw on Minnesota. And if they throw yeah. around. Kenny just, mentioned it. The corners are kids, man. They're going to get better, but they're kids. They're getting better, but they're not there yet. And if, if, if Atlanta's throwing it around, Minnesota's going to have to throw it around back. And that means that over is going to hit. All right. Let's put that in that parlay to, uh, kick things off on that end. I bet we can find another one here because we have the Lions minus three at the Jaguars. The over under is 54 and a half. Kenny, uh, this is a game of between two championship caliber teams. What do you think? <laughs> the, yeah, for the toilet bowl championship. Uh, the, I, you know, I, I hate to play on, on coaches that I, I know underachieve and Matt Patricia has been underachieving, but when you start to make numbers this low, you're basically just telling me, um, Detroit just needs to win the game. Now I'm looking in the marketplace that uh, there's three and a halfs popping up everywhere. So if you like Detroit, get them now at three minus 20 or just bet the money line. You probably lay a dollar 70. There's probably a lot of value in the money line on the Lions. I, I think there's a big difference in, uh, uh, quarterbacks, Matt Stafford over, over Minshew. So, you know, Minshew's done a nice job, but, but he's, he's been average in three of, three of his five games, actually four of his five games. Been, been an average NFL quarterback and, and Stafford's not. Stafford still is a, an outstanding quarterback, I think, in this league. He just doesn't really have, I don't think, the pieces around him to make him a great quarterback. Uh, the offensive line is decent. A couple injuries on that line hurt them. Um, defensively, I've got both teams about even. I just have Detroit's offensive rating a lot higher than Jacksonville's. So yeah, I'm playing this on numbers and principle alone that my power ratings I feel are strong. So I'm going with Detroit minus three here. No best bet for me. I, my power ratings have a clear value on Jacksonville, but I can't take them without their playing. That D's been atrocious against teams that have struggled. They've given up almost a thousand yards of offense over the last two weeks. Um, Detroit's had a week to get healthy, so that's big. They've had a week to game plan for this one, which is going to help when you have a, a you know mediocre coach. You give them two weeks to prepare for a game. You should have a lot bigger edge. Uh, statistically, I think these are similar teams, but Jack Pass, Pass uh, Pasty is so bad that I think Detroit does have the edge. I do like your call to take the money line instead of the three, um, especially don't take three and a half just seems like you're asking for trouble there but if you can get a three i don't mind throwing this in as a as a parlay pick here even though i'm not taking it as a best bet i got two best bets in this game i'm going over my only concern with that and it's become a bigger concern as the week goes on but i'm, I'm getting staying on it is all they're talking about is how james robbins is not getting the ball enough they're throwing it too much but that's a great theory until you're down 14 nothing because your defense can't stop the passing game. So uh, I think they're going to score. I think the Lions will score. I think this is a game. Remember, we've heard a lot of this week about Matt Stafford not being the same guy, not playing up to expectations. He will. You know, he's never thrown a touchdown pass against the, the, the Jaguars. The only team in the league he's never thrown a touchdown pass. This week he's going to throw three or four against them. Light them up. I like the Lions, and I like the over. That Robinson talk was a big thing last week too. You know, we more so this carry, week though. In, more in this carries game. in the second half, and, and it didn't happen. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, I, I like the Lions here too. So let's add. You want to add the since it's a parlay, let's do the money line. That way we don't have to mess around with the. That's fine. Um, because uh, money line should not be. Oh, it shouldn't be. I get your price. Yeah, I mean, we, if we're getting three right now, I'm fine taking three. I just minus wouldn't. minus one seventy five. Yeah, let's do the three. Three's do the fine. three. Yeah, let's do the three. We don't want to. Discount this parlay too much. Look, I, 
all the reasons you guys said. And I mean, maybe the Lions are square. I, I don't care. The Jaguars stink. They, they're they're they don't trust their kicking game. They don't have, you know, Gruden is not locked into this play calling situation. Uh, Doug Marone's not making great decisions and their defense is just atrocious. And that's, they haven't had to coach like that for a couple of years now because their defense has been decent until last year and it fell apart. And now it's just like you say, Pete, every week, it's the worst in the league. Take the Lions coming off a bye. Need to get a win here. You have to go get a win here. I agree on the over, but I like the Lions more. Cart is one of my best bets too. Cardinals minus two at the Cowboys on Monday night. The double header again, Pete, the over under 55. Yeah. And, and this is one of those games where I think both teams are going to go up and down the field. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm, you know, infatuated with the overs until you prove me otherwise. I think Arizona's going to score a boatload of points. The Cowboys are terrible on defense and I don't see them getting any better. Uh, and Arizona's, you know, decent on defense, but you know, when, when you get in those shootouts, I think Andy Dalton will be fine. He'll throw it around. So, uh, I'm going over. I think this is an easy bet. I think this one goes to in low sixties. I think it's going to go that high. I'm going to hold off on mine. I want to hear Kenny because I know Kenny's in opposition of Pete on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the under in this one, Pete, only for the fact that I'm, I'm going game plan for Dallas. Uh, without Dak Prescott, a quarterback and putting Andy Dalton in, my feeling is they get very conservative and, and Zeke now becomes the focal point of the offense. They know that their defense has given up 39, 38, 49 and 34 the last four weeks. They know they've got to keep that defense fresh. They know they don't have a quarterback now who can go get them 40. So there's no way they can put this defense in any type of uh, bad situation in this game. I think it's going to be an extremely conservative game plan. Um, Mike McCarthy has been conservative in the past, and, and he's been wide open with this team. But I think he gets conservative here just because it's Andy Dalton. He says, here we go, boys. It's going to be Zeke. We're going to control the clock. Uh, we're going to keep, we're going to keep Arizona off the field and, uh, Arizona's defense is, is solid. I, I think they're very, very good. They've, they've held three of their five opponents to 20 points or less. So this is a good defense. I said at the beginning of the year, I thought this defense was very, very good. Um, they've proved it out so far. So I'm going under on the precipice that Dallas runs the ball. No Chandler Jones though. That's, that's, that's a big hit to that defense. Yeah, I'm kind of combining what you got, two guys just said. I do think Cowboys will be conservative. Um, so I, I think that they're going to try to make this a shorter game than they normally would if Dak was in there. Um, so I kind of like Cowboys plus two, but playing into that and playing because there's no Chandler Jones, I'm teasing it up. I'm teasing the Cowboys up to plus eight. Um, they still have plenty of weapons and a good step, step, you know, good quarterback stepping up in Dalton. Um, Arizona's edge rush lost that huge piece. Like you said, that's going to help that overmatched offensive line. Cause if he got in there against, you know, the, the Terran Steels and Brandon whatever's of the offensive line. I think you'd have went off. So Arizona blew, just blew out the Jets like everyone else, but they struggled in their previous two games. You don't get any extra points for blowing out the Jets. Doesn't really matter. Um, so I don't really have anything positive to say about Dallas D. You know, I think it's wishful thinking to think they'll get their act together just because they have to. But you tease up to eight, you get that great backdoor potential if Dalton needs to come in. If it is a little bit of a shootout, he can get you there and get you to the eight. So, so I, that's why I'm putting the Cowboys in a teaser. Um, I also have the Ravens in as, as the other half of my teaser. I think that Kenny likes the Ravens in a teaser as well. I mean, oh yeah, definitely agree. But that's, uh, what, that's my best teaser team of the weekend, uh, is the Ravens. I like it, you know, a regional kind of rivalry game. The Baltimore gets Washington and Philly in the same year. And I'm still down on Philly. Too many, too many injuries on that football team. Uh, they just have not looked good on, on offense or defense so far. So yeah, RJ, I'm with you. Baltimore's a teaser team. Who would you uh, tease the the Ravens with, Kenny? Um, one team that I like, the Colts I'm teasing with, tease the Colts down to minus two in that teaser. 
Um, that's about the only two that I've, that I've come up with so far. Um, don't really have another teaser team, but it's the Ravens and the Colts are my number one teaser right now. I like, my, I like te- that. My, my teaser is the Raven and Cowboys. So we yeah. we both on the same page on the Raven. I, I like both of those teasers. Those I do too. Awesome. Uh, all right. Let's see if we can get one more pick for the parlay here in the last game before we take a break. The Washington football team heads to the Gi- the G-Men, the Giants to play the I don't know what I'm saying. The New York football giants are favored by two and a half points against the Washington football team at home. Kenny, uh, what do you like here? Over under 42 and a half giants minus two and a half. I, I want to know how, how are the giants favored over anybody? I, I just don't, I guess, I guess maybe because they're three and two covering spreads. Uh, they held Chicago down. They held the Rams down. Um, and they stayed close with Dallas. Uh, last week was their best game. You know, Washington, has not played as well, I guess, because they've only covered one spread this year. But my power ratings have got both these two teams uh, identical, completely even right now. I have them. I have them both eight points below an average NFL team. Um, I, I think there's a boost with Kyle Allen um, or or Alex Smith at quarterback over Haskins, um, just because I think they know the offense better. Smith's more experienced. Allen knows the offense better. Um, so, yeah, me looking at this game, I think it's a complete coaching mismatch. I'm a Ron Rivera fan. Um, I think he outcoaches Joe Judge here. I think he gets the win. I think those those games the Giants won are games that are, you know, high point spread games that uh, um, teams just want to win in the NFL. They don't cover big point spreads. Yeah, I'm basically agreeing with all that. Um, I, I have them as a best bet as well. I don't think – the Giants should be favored by two and a half here. I think just make this a pick and see who wins this game. Um, so I'm just going to take the points there. Washington offense has been able to generate t- touchdowns while Giants haven't. They only have five touchdowns on the season in five games for that offense, um, even though they racked up a bunch of points that last game. So I'm with you there. I'm also best bet on the on Washington. I'm on the other side. I'm uh, on the other side. I'm taking the Giants. Uh, I just I'm not taking the Reds. The oops, the Washington football team. Uh, I don't think they're very on HQ the other day. Huh? You did. I know. Yeah, I wrote it the other day. I can't get out of that. I can't get out of the habit. Um, but, but you know what? I, I, I don't love the Giants, but I'm not taking the, the Washington football team. Huh? I almost said it again. He's flustered. He's trying to get to the break because he's, yeah, going. I got to go. All right. It's fine. Uh, look, really quickly, I'll say that I am on Washington as well, but I don't love it as best bet and uh, we don't have a consensus there. So RJ and I will find something else to find add. another team for the parlay. It'll be a we'll, loser, but we'll find, find something uh, else to put on the parlay. All right. Let's take Let a- RJ make that decision, by the way, not you. <laughs> Deal. Pete, Kenny, we'll see you later. Bye guys. Thanks guys. You know, we're sitting there staring at Pete. You know, for like 50 minutes. And all I could think about how is he's the biggest flip flopper in the world. And not just because he, you know, constantly goes back and forth on certain topics that we text about. Uh, and sometimes it's just sports as well, but also because Pete shows up to the office in flip flops constantly. Flip flops. Who wears flip flops to the office? Pete shows up to NFL events in flip flops. What a maniac. Uh, you know, he needs a, he needs a sense of style. He needs some new clothes that are casual, but and super comfortable but appropriate to wear in a professional setting like me. I have to look professional from the, the top, the top of the bottom up. Right. And that's why express is the place to go. Express is the versatility that I'm looking for. And I can tell you that they got the, the versatility that Pete needs in his life. And today I want to tell you about their Lux comfort knit collection. It feels like you're wearing your favorite sweats, but you're going to look sharp, cool, casual, 
but also a little bit professional as well. People don't have to know that you're wearing sweats, RJ, because you look great. I'm telling you, you look sharp, feel soft. It's a perfect combination to make you a better worker, make you less inclined for people to talk about you, that you're wearing your flip-flops out there. You're wearing this like slubby shirt or whatever it is. If you know anything by now, you know I'm all about comfort. I am all about comfort, casual, soft, but a little bit, you know, fancy. Uh, check out what Express has to offer. And you can get $25 off any $50 purchase. All you have to do is text the word football to 397737. Text the word football to 397737 and you will get a $25 uh, discount on a $50 purchase from Express in their Lux Comfort Knit Collection. Get me some comfort in it. I love casual clothes, RJ. Yeah, and it's it's such a key for us now. We're all working at home. We all got you know nice tops on the Zoom because you got to represent in your uh, your meetings when you have. But you know, you go out, you get food, you pick up whatever. You're still wearing gym shorts and stuff. So get some some comfortable clothes that actually look nice. It actually makes you look like a human being when you go out. I went to the grocery store the other day, and I put this on my Instagram that Will Brinson, if he wants to follow me. And I was wearing a pair of Patagonia bathing suit, bathing shorts, which were like, like with the, the mesh cut out. It's just like what I like to wear. They're very comfortable, casual around the house. A button down Peter Millar, like a Peter Millar long sleeve button down. Uh, I think I had on, uh, like suede loafers and I, and I had a hat, had, had, put a hat on because my hair was so gnarly. And then when I got in the car to go to the grocery store, I'd left my mask at home. So I had to borrow my wife's mask. Leopard print mask. I was getting some looks. I bet you look just as ridiculous as you actually are in real life. So at least it matched. Absolutely. All right. Let's get to the rest of the games. Ravens minus seven and a half at the Eagles. Kenny mentioned it. You mentioned it. You like it in a teaser over under 47 and a half. Do you like anything here straight up? Yeah, I would play the Ravens straight up. I don't mind doing that. Um, but I just, it's such a clear teaser to me that I tease them down. I don't think people realize how good Baltimore is because they got embarrassed on national TV in that Kansas City game, but all four of their wins have been by 14 plus points. So it doesn't matter who else they play. They are just blowing teams out. That Philly offense scored points last week, but it was all Fulgham plus one Sanders run. You know, it's not really sustainable to me that they're going to do that every week. Fulgham has been, you know, a, a player that flashed the week before. Yeah, that huge catch the week before, but that was really his first breakout game. So maybe they're getting healthier. They might get guys back and, and that offense opens up, but that Baltimore D is one of the best in the league. They're first in points per drive. They're third in DVOA. They shut down every team except for the Chiefs. And of course, that's the Chiefs. You know, it's hard to blitz Patrick Mahomes and make that work. I think if Baltimore starts blitzing this beat up Philadelphia O line with Lane Johnson, missing practice you know I, I think he's going to miss the game I don't know if he's been declared out yet um if they start doing that it could be Jalen Hurts time you know Carson Wentz could be knocked out of this game and then I, I love wow. having having seven and a half or the teaser one and a half years so fire on the Wentz unders if you're doing props in this game because I think he'll be you know you have that opportunity that he might get knocked out at least for a few plays and then even help Jalen these, these unders um but yeah like the Ravens seven and a half but definitely teasing them down making my my teaser of the week Baltimore minus one and a half and Dallas plus eight I just seven and a half is it I guess they're try, daring you to take the Ravens, they want you to take the Eagles series at the. They want you to take the Eagles because you get that little half point. So you're like, oh, it's it's going to be around seven. I'm getting the half point, so might as well take the Eagles here. You know, they they stay close against another good team, the Steelers last week. After um, beating the 49ers, but they were getting blown out by the Steelers. Yeah, um, well, I mean, they brought, they brought it down to two points, and then Steelers, you know, extended the lead, um, and I think it ended at nine. 
But, you know, it was a two-point game near the end, I think early fourth quarter or late third quarter. So um, I could see people liking the Eagles here. But like I said, the Ravens just been blowing out teams that aren't Kansas City. That's a good point. I had the Eagles down as a pick, and I might flip back to the Ravens. I felt I really like the, talking you into picks that end up being wrong. <laughs> I know, that's right. Well, but see, like we were talking, I was talking with like Heath and, and Frank on the DFS show yesterday, and we were just talking about how Lamar could. This could be like the week Lamar actually goes off, like five, like because he hasn't really done a whole lot, and this could just be the week where he just goes bananas, raise it home run. And if he doesn't, you know, they could um be playing that run. You know, a lot of teams worry about him running, and it just opens up the field for against a secondary that hasn't been that good. You know, people moving it on that secondary anyway. So you could see, you know, Andrews and um and Marquise Brown and even some of the secondary players have a big game. Okay. All right. Uh yeah, I wouldn't this would not absolutely not be a best bet. I'm I feel like the Eagles I I think I guess I was talking myself into the Eagles storming into like a backdoor cover type of situation, a la they did against Pittsburgh, but the Ravens defense is just better than the Steelers defense this year. Right. Steelers secondary has kind of struggled. I think people have pointed out that, that those cornerbacks aren't playing as well as they, as they usually do, but that ain't the case with the Ravens. If they're not playing the chiefs, they're just shutting people down. Okay. Uh, Browns at Steelers and AFC North matchup. The Steelers minus three, the over under 51. I mentioned the Steelers defense not playing particularly well. That leads me to believe that I want to jump in on the Steelers and the Browns over. Now, I sent that in before Odell Beckham was sent home with an illness on Thursday. We record this on Thursday, so watch that. Obviously, that makes a huge difference. I mean, Odell Beckham is a really good player, and Baker Mayfield, is, he's his deep weapon. If they don't have Odell Beckham, it's going to be a lot harder to take shots down the field, although Jarvis Landry can do it a little bit. Um, I would probably – I sort of want to talk myself into the Browns here, but Baker Mayfield's banged up. Beckham might be missing the game. They don't have Nick Chubb, obviously. Some offensive line injuries they've been dealing with. It really does scream Steelers. Yeah, you're kind of making my case for me. I, my best bet's the Steelers here, minus three, especially if you can get it at three. Cleveland's at peak value right now. They've had four straight wins. They, this matchup four weeks ago would have been Steelers minus six probably, and mm. you just see it creeping down every time Cleveland looks good on a game. Now Three it's and a half minus 115 is what I see locally now, which tells you that it's probably going to get to like four or four. It's going to bounce between three and a half and three, I think, because it, it started at three and a half, maybe even four, and it came down to three, and now it's going back up. So three, three and a half is probably, if you like the Browns, you can get three and a half. If you like Steelers, Steelers you'll get three. Just you know, monitor it. Uh, but that Pittsburgh defense is strong at stopping the run. They're number two in yards per rush, number one in DVOA. We know that's how the Browns like to dominate. They use that that off, awesome uh, offensive line to run the ball down people's throats. That's why I thought they would have a good game against the Colts. Um, but Baker's going to have to win this. And if he's banged up, like you said, um, it, that's going to be even more you know, of an issue for him. If Odell Beckham is sick, and even if he does play, if he's not 100%, that's going to be an issue. And that pass offense has already been average. I know they're putting these great highlight plays on the board with Beckham throwing passes and running around defenses. But uh, on a whole, that pass offense has been kind of average. Um, Cleveland's pass defense is average too. Pittsburgh offense should be able to move the ball through the air. They're ninth in DVOA there. Uh, Cleveland really hasn't had to play catch up during this win streak. They're playing from ahead in a lot of these games, or if they fall behind, it's by a touchdown. So if Steelers get up 10, 14, you know, at halftime, are they, are the Browns capable of covering through the back door, you know, making this a game? I don't know that they are with this pass offense. So love the Steelers in kind of every situation you game out. Steelers kind of come out ahead for me. So I'm best bet for the Steelers. And as Breach pointed out on our Pick 6 podcast show on Thursday, you can watch it on CBS Sports HQ, free 24-7 streaming sports network. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon, Apple TV, Fire, anywhere. Uh, the Steelers have not lost to the Browns in Hind- at Heinz Field since Mike Tomlin started coaching them. And Ben hates the Steelers. This Steelers are a best bet. 
Steelers are smashed, but I'm flipping that too. Why am I taking the Browns? Make it in the parlay. Throw it in the parlay. Should we throw the Steelers money line or just the Steelers? Just the Steelers. We're getting three. Let's throw the Steelers. Steelers minus three. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's do that. Pete would, Pete would do I think like Pete and Kenny would do that. I think Pete would do that. I think Pete has mostly been on the favorites this year and it's been cashing for him. Um, so I, I, I don't remember. The Browns are banged up. It's a bad spot. Um, I don't remember his picks offhand, but we can double check that, but I'm pretty sure he likes the Steelers. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do that. All right. Let's, um, We'll take the Steelers, take the Steelers minus three as the third leg of the parlay. Uh, all right. Moving along to the next game. And I like the over in that spot. The Rams minus three and a half at the 49ers over under 51 and a half. This is RJ. I believe you agree with me. The absolute lowest point where you could buy the 49ers. And it's crazy because it happened in the span of a few days. The look ahead line was 49ers minus three. These two teams played at extremes on, on, in week five. You know, they had San Francisco got blown out at home against a team they shouldn't have lost to. And then the Rams just dominate. So they, of course, you're going to move the line, but you're going to move it six and a half points. Was the look ahead line really six and a half points off off the value of these teams? I, I struggle to see that. Uh, the Rams don't defend the run really well. They're 24th in DVOA there. Shanahan with his play calling is going to take advantage of that because we know he wants to run the ball as much as possible. And Jimmy G wasn't 100% last week. It was clear. They took him out of that game. They didn't see any any use leaving him out there because he wasn't playing well and, and you know, don't, don't want him to get even more hurt. But uh, I think with another week of healing, he's going to be fine. It didn't seem like he suffered any setbacks from what, what they said. So, uh, you know, give him seven more days, and I think he'll be fine. Um, that San Francisco D got embarrassed last week. I think that's a wake-up call. When when you get it, you give up 40-plus to the Dolphins at home, you know you know you got to get your stuff together there because we, we went to the Super Bowl on the strength of this defense. Right. We, can't be, we can't be playing like this. We have to fix something. So I think they show up here in a divisional matchup, and they're not going to give up a ton of points to the Rams. So got to be a best bet since we're getting plus three and a half. Love him as a best bet. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't see, it's sort of, I mean, it's not quite the same as the Eagles where you're like, you know, listen, it's just a, it's a key number. It doesn't seem like it's something you should do, but everybody's on the other side. I mean, this really is like everybody and their brother is going to be on the Rams. Like everybody is taking the Rams because they think they're going to waltz in there and crush the 49ers. I mean, I think it, first of all, this is a huge game for the 49ers to stay in the division race. Like they, they have to get this when they got the Seahawks coming up as well. I believe at home, um, maybe in Seattle, I'm not entirely sure, but it's a big game for Jimmy Garoppolo. He got benched, albeit with an ankle injury. I mean, you know, there's, there's chatter about Jimmy G. He's got to go out there and play well. I think George Kittle will want to get his boys back. I think he'll have a monster game. And, you know, if you're Kyle Shanahan, you don't want to get rolled by Sean McVay. Show up and show out. So I like the, uh, like the 49ers here is the best bet. I don't think we could talk Pete. I know Pete has the Rams. So I don't think we could talk him into that one. So a good thing we already have our best bet locked in Texans at the Titans. By the way, that Rams game is Sunday night football. So you can, um, you know, the, the last time the 49ers won same, uh, Sunday night football, they were huge favorites against the Eagles and lost the Eagles. And people have seen that. People saw that and saw them get blown out by the Dolphins. Uh, I like if you're, you know, if you're trying to get your money back late on Sunday, maybe toss the 49ers money line in a parlay. Yeah, you gotta, have, you're gonna have value there because nobody, even people that kind of believe in the 49ers and this line is off, they're not gonna want to play them. They're gonna want to take a week and see them and and kind of confirm what they think is gonna happen. And so they're, I think all the actions this game are probably gonna be on the Rams. Yeah, and for DFS purposes too, George Kittle, he will be he will be surprisingly under owned, I would guess, because people will probably be on the Rams. 
Yeah, uh, it could. I mean, you don't know what those showdown slates. You think if you're taking one player from, from 49ers, you're probably taking him. I think, yeah, you I wanna, think the Rams are up big, then the 49ers are throwing a buzz. So I think you focus on the run game in DFS there um, with the San Francisco because, like I said, the, Ram, the, Ram, uh, the Rams don't defend the run well. And uh, so if you're throwing Mostert in there, maybe a secondary you know, 49ers running back, you could really blow up there because I think they could have a good run game. That's a good point. Uh, Texans at Titans. Titans minus three, the over under 52 and a half. I know that, uh, you know, there could be some concern that the Titans won't get a magical Ryan, uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, <laughs> behind the line throw for a touchdown to hit that over this week. Uh, thank goodness that happened, but I do like the over in this game, 52 and a half or 53. It's a lot of points. Titans defense is not that good. Now they've played a lot of zone against Josh Allen. We've seen Deshaun Watson fooled with that same sort of zone, but I think that the Texans offense will be better prepared to keep coming out and playing well. You know, they're still motivated by Bill O'Brien being fired. There's a sense that you got to get things going in the locker room. Uh, Titans sort of used up all their motivation on, on the chip on his shoulder game, the COVID chip game uh, against the Bills. So I, I like both teams to score a bunch of points here. Yeah. You, uh, you have the Titans and the overs the best bet. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning both those ways, so I'm kind of backing you up there. I thought this line was going to be higher. I thought it was going to be like six, and I was going to like Houston. I was going to come in and be like, eh, Titans don't have a good defense. You know, Deshaun will backdoor this. At three, I think Tennessee's the lean. You know, I don't like the rest disparity, but I got to think Tennessee's the better team with what we've seen. Tennessee's defense, they aren't playing well, but they're winning off turnovers. Um, They can give up points. That's why I do like the over. Houston D wasn't good before the Jacksonville game. I don't think they're magically fixed um, just because of that rallying game against a bad team. So I do think you're right that the over is going to hit, and my lean would be the Titans because this line's a lot lower than I thought it'd be. Okay. Uh, Jets at Dolphins. The Dolphins minus nine and a half. What a world. Um, coming off a 30 point win that eliminated all my survivor, my elimination pools. Uh, the Dolphins are huge favorites against Adam Gase and the Jets over under 47. Yeah, I really want to take the Jets here because bad teams like Miami, you know, I'm, I'm not still thinking they're bad just because they, they had a blowout win. I'm not going to take that, the mantle away from that. They shouldn't be laying this many points. But, you know, the Jets have lost every game by at least two scores, so maybe they should be laying this many points. I don't know. You can't bet the Jets. You can't bet the Dolphins minus nine and a half. Uh, if you can get it to Miami minus eight and a half, I'd throw them in a teaser, you know, maybe the Baltimore-Miami teaser. Um, so an eight and a half might be out there. Um, but you got to be teasing through three because the Dolphins could have one of these ugly games and end up winning this game by a field goal. Um, so my lean at nine and a half is the Jets, but I'm not putting real money on the Jets at plus nine and a half. Uh, I would take the Dolphins here. I'm just not betting on the Jets and I'm sure it'll burn me at some point. I'm just not, I'm not doing it. I know the Dolphins shouldn't be 10 point favorites to anybody. It's, it's absurd, but the Jets are trotting out Joe Flacco, Frank Gore and Jamison Crowder. They have no defense. They've traded away all their players. They can stop the run, but Miami's actually better at passing the ball than they are at running the football. And Miles Gaskins is like a, you know, a, a passing game running back. Anyway, uh, this is also, by the way, one of, uh, I believe, 17 potential Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge games. And he plays he, he plays well against his old teams. I mean, he does. He, they lit up. Uh, he likes to beat up on he his old well teams. against his old teams. He'd be winning MVPs. Yeah, that's true, because he would beat the entire league. Um, I don't know. A bit of a revenge game. Chan Gailey was head coach of the Jets, too, right? Uh, sure. That's Am I crazy? Chan Gailey has a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of resume. I'm sure he's played. He's been with the Jets at some point. Um, he retired from the Jets. That's right. No, there was speculation he might be fired after, uh, in 2017 or two thousand after 2016, but he was, he, he retired. Now, nah, this is a revenge game. Fitzpatrick and Gailey go nuts on the Jets. 
And you brought up Gaskin. I wonder where his head's going to be at because, you know, by the time that this comes out, maybe Le'Veon Bell has signed somewhere. Um, if right Le'Veon now, Bell's in the Dolphins, you smash the Dolphins. Right now, you know, the, the, the rumor bud, the rumor mill, the buzz is that the Dolphins really want Bell. So if that happens, even though that's out there, Gaskin's got to be worried that his, his lead spot could be, be gone. If that happens, and Bell signs, even if he's not active for this game because it's so short, even if he's in a backup role, Gaston's got to think any mistake, you know, I'm done. So yeah. that, that could play on him mentally. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I've just not been on the Jets, just not going to do it. The Bengals and Colts play. The Colts are minus eight. The over-under is 46 and a half. Pretty easy direction to go here, I think, right? Yeah, I got best bet on the the Bengals plus eight. Um, can't lay eight with Newton, Indianapolis. I don't think that offense is good. You know, bagging on your boy Philip Rivers every week, and every week he seems like if he's not playing an objectively terrible team, he's bad. And you know, but if he doesn't have to do much, he can win a game. Uh, so maybe that happens here. But that offense is 24th in points per drive, 25th in DVOA. Not a good offense. Uh, since he's passed, defense has actually been solid. They're 11th in net yards per attempt on the year. They're ninth in DVOA. So uh, they're actually playing way better than than anybody could really expect since he stayed close in every game uh, that they've played before last week's dud. So, the, you know, Burrow has shown he can cover through the back door. He can, he stayed close to the Browns on that Thursday night game um, when it looked like all was lost. You know, I had that tie, obviously, the win, and then got blown out by a really good team. So that happens. I don't think Indy is a really good team. So maybe the Indy D plays lights out, and it leads to them covering – uh, a low-scoring game, but I think there's a lot of value on Cincy here, especially with the backdoor potential with Burrow. So best bet, Cincy plus eight. Yeah, I uh, I think that Indy is a good team. No need to insult the Colts. That's fine, though. Uh, but they are not the type of team that just runs up the score on you. They are absolutely willing to let teams ha- hang around. They are not going to just stranglehold Joe Burrow defensively the way that, that Baltimore did, in bad weather, by the way. And – while their pass rush is pretty good, you know, I just don't, I don't think they're going to get after Joe Burrow the way that Baltimore did. I think Burrow is embarrassed and humiliated by that loss to Baltimore and he bounces back. And this is a perfect backdoor spot, even if they are losing. Like there's a decent chance since he could beat Indianapolis. I don't think it's out of, out of control. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I wanted to, that's why I do my teaser rankings. I rank all the teams I think are worth teasing. Um, so this seem would be a flashing light. Tease the Colts down to minus two. You get through three and seven. I had them like sixth in my rankings. I think it's like be be forewarned. This reeks of uh Colts are three and three. People are calling for like Jacoby Brissett. It ruins right. elimination pools. Yeah, I think Bengals could win this game. So I wouldn't mind sprinkling a little bit on the money line here. Well, it's also possible Jonathan Taylor runs for two hundred yards in this game. Yeah, but the rush offense hasn't been that good. What do you think about uh? What do you think about Jonathan Taylor? A uh, thirty-four to one to win the rushing title. No, thank you. Oh, okay, fine. Screw you. <laughs> I just don't um, think the running game's been that good. I mean, they mix in Naheem Hines a lot. Um, so yeah, I just I don't see him, you know, taking over in the second half. Okay, fine. I guess I'll set. The Colts kind of played all their their the easiest games they could have over the first four or five weeks, right? I mean, they're yeah. playing all these Jaguars and type teams. So you know, Jaguars whatever. again. What happens when they actually get some good teams on the schedule? The Texans, Titans, and Jaguars. Yeah, tons of games. They're good. Uh, Bears at Panthers. Panthers minus one and a half. The over under 45 here. <sighs> yeah, I wanted to like Chicago here. Um, Carolina seems due to lose. 
Uh, but Carolina really outplayed their opponents in their last two wins. It wasn't that, you know, the score was kind of close, but, uh, you know, they actually beat them up pretty bad. Meanwhile, Chicago won last week, you know, beat a really good team. That's why this line is as low as it is. It opened at two and a half, I think, and it came, it's come down. Um, but Chicago had just 20, 243 yards of offense. That's not sustainable to be winning games with, like that. Carolina's D is dealing with a lot of injuries up front though. So I'm not ready, not ready to make them a best bet. I'm leaning that way. But, um, you know, I would have to see a really good injury report on Friday to want to take them at one and a half. Um, so I think it's going to go either way. It could come down to the kicking game. That's another point against the Bears. We know how their kicking game has struggled throughout their history, um, you know, at least recent history. So, yeah, my lean is to Carolina, but I don't love it. Yeah, I I kind of want to take – so I was thinking about it earlier. Like I might just take the Bears, start taking the Bears every week to win. And then it's win-win for me. Like either get a pick right or I get to laugh that the Bears lost instead of just trying to fade the Bears every week. And I feel like if I do that, they might lose like seven or eight games in a row. What do you think? Yeah, if you do that and they, they all of a sudden finish six and ten, he who who shall not be named will never talk to you again. Uh, I know, exactly. So I'm, I think I want to do that. I'm just going to pick the Bears to win every game the rest of the season, no matter who they're playing, what the point spread is, win outright. I'm going to pick um, I'm going to pick the Bears to win. I don't think they're going to win. I think the Panthers are going to find a way to win. I don't love the Panthers in this spot. I think the Bears are actually a pretty good bet. But uh, I'm going to, so I'm going to pick the Bears to win. It's not a best bet, but I'm picking the Bears to win every game for the rest of the season. It's a reverse. It's a triple troll job. Triple. It's like a triple deep troll job. That's how I'm going to operate with the Bears. Uh, Chiefs at Bills. The early game on Monday night on NFL Network. Why is this game not on CBS? I don't know. I got two okay. minutes. Like, all right, enough. Um, Chiefs minus three and a half at Buffalo over under 57 and a half, RJ. Yeah. Whenever they end up having a troll Olympics, I, I know that Prince is going to, going to represent okay, the U S there with that move. Um, and it's definitely going to happen. Uh, my best bets, the chiefs. Um, I, I'm very pessimistic when it comes to my Buffalo bills. So take that with a grain of salt, but the chiefs have the number two offense and the number nine defense in DVOA. They're clearly on another, another level than Buffalo right now. Buffalo's not running the ball. Well, that's how you take advantage of that Kansas city defense. And um, I don't think they can do it. You know, in most games, Allen really hasn't looked nearly as good as the stats indicated and people making an MVP case for him. Every time I watch those games back, I always see like, oh, I think he's going to fumble here. Why is he not protecting the ball? What was that throw? You know, I just keep on having those. those... I know no quarterback is perfect, but he seems to make a lot more mistakes that he wasn't paying for. And then all of a sudden one game happens and he pays for all his mistakes at once. <laughs> so, um so, yeah, so I think that's more true to his talent. I don't think he's going to be bad the rest of the way, but I just don't think he's an MVP-level quarterback, not like the team that that uh, Buffalo's facing here. You know, he has a tough matchup here. Kansas City's defense is good. They're second in DVOA uh, as in terms of defending the pass, and that Buffalo team hasn't been nearly anywhere as good as expected. Injuries are part of that, but they've also been slumping as well. So I think Kansas City can score in bunches. I think their D can shut down any type of comeback attempt and keep keep the Bills from backdooring them. So I like the Chiefs as the best bet. Uh, the other thing too with this game, and we I sort of referenced it with uh, Deshaun Watson um, playing the game against the Titans, is is that uh, what we saw um, Tennessee do to Josh Allen is something we also saw Kansas City do to Lamar Jackson, which is say, hey, look, we're dropping back into the zone. You can have five yards. We're going to rush with our four guys, three or four guys, and you're going to have to throw into tight windows. And I don't know that on a short week, I guess it is, yeah, a really short week. Well, shorter. Yeah. It's one day. One day short. It's a shorter week. Yeah. I mean, look, that's, he wasn't, he wasn't 
making the throws he made earlier in the season because he didn't have just easy man on man coverage throwing bombs at Stephon Diggs. I mean, that's just harder. And he did make mistakes earlier in the season, interceptable passes that he didn't complete. I love the Chiefs here too. Uh, you know what, Debo, go ahead and throw the Chiefs in my best bets too. Let's go ahead and add that to that, my best bets. I can't ever catch up because you just keep on stealing my picks. Right. I like the Chiefs. Uh, I stayed off one of yours. You stole my 49ers pick. Back off, RJ. Um, yeah, right. I, don't think, he, I, I don't think we need to get Debo on here to say who sends their picks in first. I sent mine in early today. Yeah, I sent mine in last night. So Brent, Brinson was about 12 hours earlier than normal, but still about 12 hours <laughs> behind RJ. Right, but like I didn't see RJ's picks. I don't send them to everyone. I send them to Debo. I know. Uh, I just sent mine off my paper. I'm going to cheat off your paper. I don't know what yours are. It's like you post them on sports. You have my paper right now. You just took the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs anyway. Well, I'm not winning. What are you trying to catch me for? Uh, you're, you're winning and you're, you're number one in my heart, Brinson. I just you're, to- you're, you're like two games back of me. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Here is written best- off catching Pete. Pete is, it's pandemic Pete. You know, we're not catching Pete in 2020. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like I, we're going to get to 2021 and Pete's not going to get anything right for the rest of the year. We need to hope that he's at least wrong about one or two things. The rest I just of wish he was in the super contest this year. He'd, he'd win that and running away. He'd uh-huh. be like, you know, 18 and two or or I guess it's five weeks in. So 23 and two right now. Would he really? No, I don't know. I'm just saying the way he's, he's, he's 20, 29 and one. I mean, he'd be rocking it. We need, look, I'm just telling you, we need Pete to be wrong at least about one thing this year. Maybe it'll be a Cowboys game. Or, or Maybe it'll be the Packers. Maybe the Packers. We need to be wrong about his take on the Washington situation. I'll tell you that much. I hope it's the oh. Packers. He's been on a heater with the Packers. I would love to see them just kind of fall apart and finish I eight. I know, like the Vikings win the division somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, here's the parlay. Vikings, Falcons over, Lions minus three, Steelers minus three. I think we're back on the train this week with that one. Uh, and then our best bets. Whew, Kenny has a pile of them. Kenny has the Lions minus three, Packers pick, Broncos plus 10, Broncos under 45 and a half, Washington football three, football team plus three, the Cardinals Cowboys under 55, a teaser with the Ravens and the Colts, take the Colts down to minus two and the Ravens down to minus one and a half. Pete's best bets are Jaguars over, Lions, Patriots, Cardinals over, Atlanta over, and Atlanta. RJ's best bets. Washington plus two and a half, Pittsburgh plus three, Cincy plus eight, Denver plus 10, San Francisco plus three and a half, KC minus three and a half, and a teaser with Baltimore and Dallas. Make the Ravens minus one and a half and Dallas plus eight. My best bets are the Titans, Brinson's best bets are the Titans and the Titans over, the Buccaneers pick, Buccaneers at a pick, Lions minus three, Browns over 51, 49ers plus three and a half, Pats minus 10, and Chiefs minus three and a half. Well, that's a lot of action on the board. A lot of winners. There's a lot of winners. Not a ton of crossover. No, we went, we went head to head on that, that Denver Patriots game, the Denver. And then Pete and Kenny are head to head on that Cardinals Cowboys game. Yeah. On the over under, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, not, not a ton of head to head stuff there. All right. That's the show. RJ, as always, a pleasure, buddy. Great stuff. We'll talk to you next week.